Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast shot at going to the postseason. You were thinking, who is going to pay? What consequences are going to be brought against those who caused caused this debacle? I'm going to tell you. This is Breakfast with Kent for Wednesday, January uh, 12th, 2022, brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best in the world. Look, you ignore, women and teeth are the same. You ignore them, they go away. Don't allow your teeth to go away. Call 317-849-2933. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Who is on the clock? Is anybody on the clock? Yeah, there's one on the clock. Let's talk first about Chris Ballard. He's not on the clock. Chris Ballard is one of the better GMs in the NFL He is solid in his position. Yes, he's made a few mistakes. Malik Hooker, his first draft pick out of Ohio State, 15th overall, mistake. Hooker, now playing for the Cowboys, plays about half the snaps at safety, had one pick this year, did not live up to his draft pedigree in large part because of injury. That's the way it goes. Guys in the NFL get hurt. I don't hold Chris Ballard accountable for that. I do hold him accountable for taking a safety in the first round and a safety who didn't project to be kind of a game wrecker in the way that Bob Sanders, or maybe a better example, Troy Palomalu, those guys, Ed Reed. Everybody, when Malik Hooker was drafted, oh, this could be another Ed Reed. Well, he wasn't another Ed Reed. He looked nothing like Ed Reed. Chuck Pagano was out of his mind saying that evoking the name Ed Reed, as he discussed Malik Hooker. Other mistakes, sure. You know what? But... In the late second round, third round, guys like Terrell Basham, you're going to go after potential. And every once in a while, you're going to spin the wheel and hit. Most of the time, you're not. And so for a guy like Terrell Basham or a guy like Banner or uh, there have been other other guys, Ben Banigou so far has been a bust for the Colts. Those guys, you take a shot based upon metrics that project toward quality of play. And sometimes they pan out. Didn't in those cases for Ballard. 
but he hit a lot. Now, Chris Ballard, one valid criticism of Chris Ballard is that he has not gone into his pocket to pay a big-time free agent and lift the roster through the uh, spending of that money. And he's been relatively cheap in that way because he wants to pay the guys that he's got. He wants to not get out of schedule with guys like Quentin Nelson, who he wants to reward as somebody who the Colts have drafted. Now, they've got to figure out how to spend their money wisely and get quality weapons. I think Chris Ballard attacks that this offseason. And if he doesn't, and you wind up with Michael Pittman and the Pips as your wide receivers, I, I think you've got problems. More on that in a couple of minutes. Frank Reich, the clock's ticking. You got a year. A year minimum. All right? Frank Reich is seen by the Colts as a quality leader. I think he's a quality leader. I think he's a quality leader because he's the best version of his authentic self. And that's what quality leaders do. Does he make mistakes calling plays? Yeah, he makes mistakes sometimes. He's held accountable for the mistakes. I mean, it, this is the way it works in the NFL. When a play happens and a play is good, the result is good, what do we do? We applaud the player. Jonathan Taylor is amazing. Nobody gives credit to Reich or to Wentz for putting Taylor in a position to go get all those yards or the offensive line to go push a defense around in a place where they're vulnerable because of their scheme or personnel. Nobody credits the coach ever for the right call, right? Unless you run like a Philly special or some crap like that. You run some goofy play where you're shovel passing to Jack Doyle uh, you know, inside the five, and it gets picked off. The coach gets skewered. But Frank Reich is an effective leader for this team. The players on this team are devoted to him. They trust him. He's the guy for the job, at least to this point. He has tethered himself to the development and the excellence of Carson Wentz. The resurgence of Carson Wentz as the quarterback that he was in 2017 when he and Reich last worked together, his second year in the NFL. He hasn't lived up to that, didn't live up to that this year, but a lot of that could have had to do, not necessarily, but could have had to do, I'm not making excuses for Carson Wentz, could have had to do with the fact that he missed almost all of camp with foot surgery, and this offseason was completely goofed up because of COVID. So you didn't have traditional schedules of OTAs and mini camps and all of that stuff. And, and that got in the way of Carson Wentz developing a rhythm with the offensive line, with his wide receivers, with his tight end, with his backs out of the backfield, and it caused a little bit of chaos as this season unfolded. You hope. You hope that that's the case, right? You want Carson Wentz to rebound next year and show himself to be the quarterback that the Colts thought was worth a first this coming draft and a third in the last draft. And if he's not, people are going to be held accountable for that. And the first one to be held accountable, you know, in this case, the uh, consequences roll uphill, right? Wentz is going to pay the price next year. He can be fired, waived, with no penalty next year. This year, it would cost the Colts $15 million right now to tell Carson Wentz to go away. That's 15 huge against the cap that the Colts are not going to spend. That's the way it works.
You're, do you want to spend 50, what you've got to spend for Carson Wentz this coming year, or you want to spend 15 to have Carson Wentz go away and take a chance on somebody else? You're never in a million years going to do that. Carson Wentz is solid in his job. Hopefully, with a full offseason, he ramps it up for 2022. If not, it's ta-ta to Carson Wentz after next season where there is no penalty. All right. Uh, Matt Eberflus. I think Matt Eberflus is a goner. I, I don't think he comes back. I think that the Colts are hoping that somebody hires him as a head coach, as preposterous as that sounds to people in central Indiana. The Chicago Bears have asked permission to talk to Matt Eberflus in, in their vacant head coaching position. They have fired everybody. You know, they fired their GM. They fired Matt Nagy as a head coach. So Ryan Pace gone, Nagy gone. And in comes Eberflus. That seems an odd choice. However, if it does happen, God bless the Chicago Bears. Wonderful. And uh, the Colts hire somebody else to be their defensive coordinator, which I think they're going to do anyway. No point in firing a guy who's being requested as a head coaching candidate for interviews, right? That would be a little uh, indecorous. I, I think, you know, it would not be the most generous of managerial decisions. Hey, I know you're up for some head coaching gigs, but we're eliminating your job. You've got to go. That wouldn't be very nice. I think the Colts will wait. If he gets a head coaching job, it all solves itself. If he doesn't get a head coaching job, you can always tell him to go away. I think that that's what's going to happen. The needs for the Colts. You need a left tackle. Now, that left tackle may be on the roster. It may be Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher, look, you know what? We love to extol the virtues of guys who uh, ball out to the best of their ability when injured, who hurry back from rehab, get on the field, and do their best. We love to hear those stories. What we don't love is mediocre play. Without hearing those stories, we like it. We really like it when people don't even tell us those stories. But we, if we don't know those stories, how in the world are we supposed to appraise a guy based upon how he's behaving bravely rather than sitting and waiting until he's 100%? I think that that was Eric Fisher. I think Eric Fisher hustled through that rehab uh, of his surgically repaired Achilles tried to get back on the field as quickly as he could, did, may have pushed it a little bit, and wound up getting fatigued by the end of the season and didn't play left tackle in the way that the Colts or Colts fans would like. That doesn't mean that Eric Fisher is not a reasonable answer at left tackle for the Colts for the next couple of years. It doesn't mean that. The same is true with Kenny Moore. A lot of people holding Kenny Moore accountable for his play the last couple of weeks. I think Kenny Moore was hurt. How about DeForest Buckner? Uh, Adam Archuleta on the broadcast of the Jaguars-Colts game this weekend said, when when have we talked about DeForest Buckner? DeForest Buckner could barely walk last week. Found a way to get on the field, play as well as he could. That, we should applaud that, not decry it. So left tackle, I think, might not be as big a problem, uh, long story short, as we believe. Wide receiver is a huge problem. You've got Michael Pittman, and then you got you got really nobody. You have got to go get vertical weapons. Is Paris Campbell going to be healthy? 
You, you can't project Paris Campbell as, as a healthy participant this coming year. You can't rely on him as your only vertical threat because he has shown an extreme proclivity for not being on the field or a lack of proclivity for being on the field, however you want to put it. He is not the guy. you got to go get guys. That second-round pick, that third-round pick, you have got to utilize. You, you've got to go after weapons in this draft the way he went after edge rushers in the last draft, getting Pay and Dio Odangbo, who I think manned the defensive end position. And, and they did it adequately this year. And I think they're going to be really good. I think we're going to look back at the 2021 draft where they got Payne Odengbo, and you're going to say, I love this draft, but it's going to take until next year and maybe the year after. And then you're going to say, wow, Ballard, two home runs. We'll see. Maybe that's me being a cockeyed optimist. Uh, If Jack Doyle retires, you need a tight end. You need a legit weapon at tight end. Yeah, not necessarily a Zach Ertz, but Zach Ertz wouldn't be bad. Um, Indiana, playing at Iowa. I know this is an abrupt change of gears, but they do that tomorrow, and this is a huge game. And when you talk about Iowa, you're talking about Keegan Murray. Keegan Murray is, so far, the best player in the Big Ten. Trace Jackson Davis would like to show that he's not necessarily the best player. player in the Big Ten, but Keegan Murray over his last five games is averaging 29 plus points per game. He is a prolific scorer in the Big Ten. Iowa, a prolific offense coming against Indiana that plays defense exceptionally well. Iowa, the number one team in college basketball and adjusted offensive efficiency at 121.2. Indiana, the number one team in college basketball in effective Field goal percentage at 41.1. This is the Im- immovable object uh, with a, uh, you know, that opposing force. The immovable object, of the- <laughs> I always screw that up. But, but they're both good at what they do. Indiana, good defensive team. Iowa, really good offensive team. That's the way it goes. Um, we'll see what happens tomorrow night, but this is a big game. In, in, Iowa has not beaten a top 50 ranked team this year. All of their wins are against like teams ranked in the 60s, and most of them in triple digits, according to Ken Palm. Indiana's beaten some teams. So I, Indiana, I think, has got a shot at this game tomorrow night at Iowa City. And for those of you keeping score, uh, Indiana is going to bring a rocking chair, a handcrafted rocking chair from an artisan in Brown County, for Jordan Bohannon, who is celebrating his final year of Big Ten basketball, we believe, at the age of 37. So uh, Jordan Bohannon is going to get that rocking chair tomorrow night at center court at Carver-Hawkeye Arena, and uh, I, I hope he uses it well. Prior to the Indiana game tomorrow night at 9 o'clock, you've got Butler and Georgetown. Butler's got to go get some wins. They cannot continue to lose in the measure that they are. You just can't. This is a rebuilding year for Butler, but they're coming off another rebuilding year, and you can't just rebuild year after year after year. Butler's got to put it together. They've got to figure out a way to score points. Let's go, Butler. Pacers, Celtics tonight against the, uh, well, Celtics, but they're at Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Celtics have lost six in a row on the road. Hopefully the Pacers get some guys back. When is Malcolm Brogdon going to play? 
Karis LeVert, let's go. What, what are you guys doing? I know you went on COVID. You got hurt. You go on COVID. You're never available. What is happening? They are the Paris Campbells. What Paris Campbell is to the Indianapolis Colts, Malcolm Brogdon is to the Pacers. Go play and have some fun playing. Speaking of fun, Lance Stevenson back for another 10-day contract. Kevin Pritchard's going to sign him for the rest of the season. We'll see what happens moving forward. He's only 31 years old. I know that the, the Pacers drafted him back in 2010, but he's really not that old. He spent one year in college. Let's go Lancer, bringing some joy back to professional basketball in central Indiana. All right, birthdays being celebrated today and a uh, celebration of life tonight in Skokie, Illinois, honoring the life of Rick Raffanello, a great friend and wonderful human being and uh, going to be uh, missed forever by those who loved him, and everybody did. Nobody ever met Rick Raffanello and didn't fall in love with the guy. Fantastic human being. Generous, kind, patient, wonderful dude. Met him at Indiana. Uh, Everybody who met him there stayed friends with him. You, You don't, like, evolve through a friendship with a guy like Rick Raffanello. You treasure it. Uh, Cindy Frank, happy birthday. Jessica Carraway, Marty Wilson, Jennifer Gray Carmen, the great Jenny Gray Carmen, Mike Delf, the great Jack Seeley, celebrating a birthday, and Paul Ayers, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That is best done with an honest and specific compliment. There will be no uh, Inside Indiana Sports uh, now tonight, because I'll be traveling to the memorial service for the great Rick Raffanello. So we're not going to be able to do that. I will not drive and broadcast. It's just my rule. i got to keep the road safe to the extent I can. 